Folks, you've done it once again. You're slipping back into your bad habits. You've tuned in to The No Class Podcast with your host, Eddie and Matt. And we've got some long con news for you, as always. What? Brendan LaSalle. Never heard of him. What? Who is he? What's he do? Well, he is the beast. They call him Beast Mode. He basically runs. scary. He, yeah, he is. Um, he runs games for Goodman Games. Goodman Games, of course, has provided us with Dungeon Crawl Classics and X Crawl, which is one of his babies. In fact, years ago, he wrote X Crawl. Uh, yeah, I think it originally started in the Pathfinder years. I believe so, yep. And uh, But they've recently, they're working on a DCC iteration. So what are some modules that I might know from Mr. LaSalle? Well, one of my personal favorites is Hole in the Sky. Some Neon Knights. Neon Knights. And there's another one that's got a Black Sabbath-centric name that I can't think of. I can't imagine. Because you're Hole in the Sky. Did you know that's the name of a Black Sabbath? Did I know? You should. Did you know? I did, actually. But I know if you did. So we both knew. Yeah. And, of course, we both knew Neon Knights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he first came on my radar long ago playing some X-Crawl. Yeah. One of my worst gaming experiences ever, which is always a good story. But I will say you've had some good mileage running X-Crawl. Yeah, for the first long con, there was the long crawl, which was a lot of fun and very meta. And I had a lot of fun uh, helping playtest that. So. Yeah. So he's going to be at long con this year, long con three. Which is a big deal for us because, I mean, he's going to Gen Con, Origins. Uh, I know we were talking about this the other day when they had the list of conventions that Goodman Games was going to go to. We're on that list. We're on the list with the big boys now. Yeah. I'm, I mean, we were blown away. We're so excited. Because we would have been tickled to get any representation from Goodman Games. And at first, that was kind of the impression we had. Like, well, someone may come. When we heard we're getting Brendan, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. Our names are up in lights. And we've got a really good special guest, which kind of goes. We've had a bizarre special guest policy, thanks to me. Mm-hmm. So... That was one where we could easily go, yeah, this guy is a special guest. Yeah. I mean, we've had other people ask us to be special guests. Or we've had friends of the con so far. Yeah, we've had friends of the con, yeah. Because this is supposed to be like a communist hippie commune where everybody is equal. Mm-hmm. If some big celebrity wanted to come, because there's quite a few around our Texas-Dallas area. If somebody just wanted to sneak in, like I'll use Sandy P as the example. Mm-hmm. If he just wanted to sneak in and come to the con... He probably could because we've got enough of the younger folks that would go, who's that old guy? Yeah. He could probably get away with it and not be hassled. No, if I he bet, just wanted to attend a con incognito. No, I bet James Ward would be like, oh, you know. Not that James Ward, but our, our James Ward. Our James Ward, the local awesome James, which the other James Ward's awesome too, don't get me wrong. I've had the pleasure of gaming with the elder Mr. Ward. Well, while we're talking about our long con and pushing that stuff, let's talk about our recent sellout. Yeah, we have sold all of our hotel rooms uh, at the Garden Inn, so they graciously added more rooms to the block. It's a phenomenal fee on the rooms. And as I quote one of the people from the Internet said, that hotel is sexy. Yeah, take that, haters. Yeah, it really is a sexy hotel. I recently figured for y'all's benefit – Slings and arrows. I went for you people to check out the pool with the lazy river and the waterfall and the cool stuff. And, yep, it's awesome. Well, 
uh, we also had another sort of sellout to talk about. This time last year, for the Long Con, we had sold about 20 badges, I think. If even. This year, we've caught fire. We're rapidly approaching the first 100. Last year, we sold out at 100. Yeah. So we are working on that to see how we're going to adjust up. We think we'll probably go to like 150 this year. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure there are games for everyone. Yeah. I mean, down the line, from the very beginning, that's always been my concern was we have to have game masters. Which I appreciate the people that buy a ticket and show up. But I've always got a lot of appreciation for game masters. Because without them, you don't have a game. Right. You know? So we've got enough game at the moment. Because the GMs have really turned out. We've had badge sales really early this year. Mm -hmm. We've caught fire. So is game submission. We have a lot of games in there. And thank you again. So if we get no more games and no more badge sales, we'll be happy. We're good right now. But if we do hit our sellout point, our soft sellout point of about 100, Mm -hmm. then we'll start asking for more games. And as we get more games, we'll probably release more blocks of badges. Like if we fill up a table for the weekend... Maybe we'll do another block of like 20 badges. But the good news is with Brendan, we know that's right there going to be seven more games. That's still fitting into our normal schedule or whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I thought Friday was pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty full. Yeah, Friday was already pretty full. Yeah, so yeah there's probably some slots that are booked up. So yeah. we'll expand this year from our normal 10 tables to whatever. Yeah. And we'll have open space for gaming. We've always had some table space open we'll just have to see how much more of it we're going to do this year yeah i mean red river was was mind-blowing in that we had a group a whole table of of players and their game master that had a local home game go hey we've always wanted to come to a gaming con but we want to play our regular game with our own game master can we play here and we're like sure you know i mean it was a little but you know, i'm not making fun i mean i thought it was cool it was a little different but i'm tickled they did it and they, and they were to, supporting us they were supporting us and supporting gaming in their community which is what i always get at you know support your you know this is gaming in your community well since you brought up red river i'll say hey it's dead but not gone it lives on as the long con spring roll and that's another one we have to look at or when are we going to start pushing that yeah because it's it's a little hard with long con standard or long con prime or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and then start going by the way if you bought your ones for the one in april yeah but what's interesting is um your know, big focus has always been rpgs and We're it st- still is yeah absolutely definitely long con prime or whatever we haven't really said our name but anywho um the april one we're going to have uh, a good size area to set aside for board games so that'll be exciting. Yeah, depending you know. on what the turnout is, we may have separate spaces, depending on the turnout. Yeah. Separate but equal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, yeah that kind of reminds me, speaking of the board games coming on, our good friends at Geek World mm-hmm. will probably be taking a lot of the heavy work on that and letting us use their games library. Yeah. So that makes me think you know, those guys are moving. Oh, Go yeah. check them out on... August one 1st. August. Yeah, which is a Thursday. Lots of specials, lots of sales, lots of goodies. I'll be making a special appearance, signing autographs. I don't know if Matt will be there. I'm thinking about it. A good buddy of mine is graduating um, from radiology school or whatever that evening, but I want to be there. I'm going to try to be there. 
and I have been told that Matt will be running a game that weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I want to do something as part of the grant. We just love uh, Mark and Geek World, and I've seen, I've went by the new venue and like stuck my face against the glass and looked in, and oh man, it is so phenomenal. It's That's awesome. the only complaint I could make about Geek World. Was that it was too small too before? Small. Absolutely. They've and now they've taken care of that. Some kick butt new gaming tables, like role playing tables, tabletop tables that some of their customers built. Now I looked at them; they're awesome. And he's going to have. We'll get to this later, but I'll touch on that. He's going to have like you know he already has a professional dungeon master. He's going to have a special ooh la la separate private room for games, but he's also going to have room out in the main area for they're adding in room for war games which is the big deal for them too yeah like i said they've got some great war gaming tables they're really cool anyway yeah all right have we promoted our stuff enough for this week or do we need we have a few more that we need to get in a few more plugs i could keep going but yeah well the basic thing for the long con it looks great outlook wonderful and soon you'll be seeing um the long con spring stuff coming up yeah. Um, so yeah, we've you know, like I said, I'm really excited about Long Con always, excited about the one in April. Um absolutely. All right. So that does at about ten minutes into your podcast bring us to our topic of the day, paid GMing. And yeah. I'll start it off like this. Well, I'll start it off with this actually. It's a really hot button issue, but I don't think me and Matt are that hot and heated in the debate. I think we're both kind of like, eh, it exists, it's a thing. So now I'll open it with, what is your experience with paid GMing? Have you been paid to GM? Have you paid someone to GM? Technically, think about we both been paid to GM in a way. Radio silence, go ahead. Yeah, well, when we've came for like RPG Day or other special, like a couple years ago for RPG, RPG, yeah, RPG, yeah, free RPG day. We both showed up and ran games, well-received. It was appreciated. And Mark, this is his words, not ours, that he was like, oh, you guys are like primo GMs or whatever. He felt compelled to reward us by giving us these dice that are really cool dice. Um, that they're, they're basically uh, store credit. And, you know, so they're worth 25 bucks. So to me, that was us being paid for running those games. Now we would have done it regardless. Okay, since we're but, talking about kind of the interesting concept of being a paid GM, yeah. what about when you run a game at a con? If you get so much off of your badge, or hey, I ran a game at NTRPG and they gave me a Coke. Yeah, and that's well, where, you've been paid in Coke for yeah. running. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love, 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 love me some NTRPG, and people pony up to run games for them. But that's one thing that goes back to my old living Greyhawk days. Those cons, most every place, like Weekend in the Yeomanry and some other ones, for every game you would offer to run, they'd knock like five dollars off your ticket price. I like that, and I, that's something that Eddie and I are like. Yeah, if you run like four and five games at our con, we're gonna. You know, knock half off your ticket oh, or whatever. Oh, half off, huh? Yeah, well, you know, whatever, you know. It encourages Yeah, well, it's kind of like Eddie always says, they should have a little skin in the game. So, right. But, so a lot of times we might have... I don't any... want anybody to come necessarily for free. Yeah. We have a few people that are trusted agents, and they're like, I'm going to run all weekend, and I'm like, you're obviously Yeah, if you're running all free. weekend, you're coming for free, sure. But if I've never met you, yeah, we don't want to get stood up. We, we have we got learned our lesson. Before. Yeah. 
one time. That's our, all it takes. Our, one our very time. first con, we sprung a leak. Mm, it was delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Leaky delight. You see so, what you did there? have you ever mm. paid anyone to GM for you? Because if you think for about me. it, back in the day, or I guess even now, mm. if you used to bring snacks to the GM and that sort of thing. Right on. Yeah, it'd be like, least you could do is bring drinks and snacks. You appreciated the, the good players that did that. Yeah. So, not made so much payment, but still it is kind of like a little bit like, wow, we appreciate you running. Because I'm always about appreciate the GM, you know. Which we've learned in recent events, certain things where nobody wants to pony up to run and everybody wants to show up and play, you know. And I won't go any further than that with, you know. Okay, let's hit this one. I said we're both, I think, kind of meh on the page. Yeah. I, I'm not like, it's a sin against humanity. And I don't think it's like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to the game. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of neutral on it. Well, I mean, I'm tickled to hear that there are people that can make money doing it. I don't have anything against them. I think that's great. And if people are willing to pay them, I, I, I really do. I think it's phenomenal. Well, um, let's talk about this. Just to get it out there. As far as I know, we know one paid GM. Mm-hmm. He's the paid GM that works with Geek World. Mm-hmm. I've never sat in on a game mm-hmm. with him. I've only heard good things. Yeah, I've only heard good things about him. And yeah. in his case, like I said, I really can't go, he's the best ever. He the, he's the worst ever. I'm sure he's great. The thing is that I can see, since I haven't sat and played with him, is I can see his table, and I can see all the Dwarven Forge stuff he lays out. He uses the Dwarven Forge. He has well-paying miniatures. And I think, and I won't lie, I mean, a lot of times anymore, I do theater of the mind. For sure. And it's just the older I get, the more I'm exactly. like, keep it simple, stupid. But I remember... I don't want to bring anything anymore. Yeah. You've got your big tool yeah. chest of doom. Right. When I'm going to cons and stuff and run a lot of games, i got this huge rolling tool chest full of crap. But I will say, and that's the... I'll say this. Back when I was trying to promote DCC locally, initially doing it, and I was running games at this place, I remember one time I brought miniatures to represent all the monsters and all the characters. There were some players that were just like, oh, this is so wonderful. And, oh, finally, you know, someone who's like, ooh, la, la. And uh, even one person did kind of make sort of a, a dig on another local game master. Like, well, you've got these miniatures. You know, you're more whatever. Professional. And I'm like, Weird. and I'm like, nah. I was like, I don't, I don't, it's not, to me, I was like, I don't see what the big deal is. But to that one person, yeah, old, old, old McGee, you know, which she was a derpster anyway. But. That's one thing that people either have the theater of the mind or I think probably in like third edition when it became more tactical uh-huh. where it's like, look, we really need minis to see what's going on. Well, it depends on the, it's like, a, a, it's kind of segues back into our previous podcast, which was a great one about being a good GM or whatever, is that if you have a good GM, it's probably not going to be an issue, but if you have a so-so or definitely a bad GM, you probably need to represent where you're at and where the monster's at and all that. Which probably goes back to, like you said, the Pathfinder days and 3.0 uh, D&D where you guys did the Living Greyhawk. Mm-hmm. You're playing with some strange GMs that you don't know. Very strange. You don't want to get this character you put a lot of effort into. So it's kind of like this all needs to be uh, yeah. codified. Show me where I am. Show me where the monster mm-hmm. is. Show me your dice rolls. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what's funny. The other night... Uh, because you know Gary's here, I'll call him out. I had, I'd run the session, and at the end, he all of a sudden goes, 
hey, ho, oh, what? And I'm like, what? And he goes, you did theater of the mind. Like I snuck it past him or something. Like like I gave him a hamburger and it was really a soy patty. And he figured it out afterwards. He's like, hey, wait a minute. Damn it. You did you do theater of the mind on it? And I'm like, yeah, and we had a good time and it worked out well. And, you know, sometimes you, you can do it. But sometimes it is nice to have figs. I mean, as kids, we couldn't afford all that stuff, little country kids. But we use nickels and dimes and thimbles. And this dice represents the troll or whatever. I mean, even then, we still might have things out there to help you to visualize where everything was at, but it, it is handy. Well, know? I got a 3D printer with the, the thought that, hey, I'm going to be printing out minis all the time. And pretty close to that, within a year, I was like, you know, I really don't want to drag all these minis around. If you're at a home game with me, you're going to get more bells and whistles. But, yeah, as a, as a traveling road GM, part of the DCC road crew and stuff, mm-hmm. the less I have to take, the better. Because you're roadworthy. And to bring it back around, I would almost say that a paid GM, he should get paid just for hauling out his crap. Yeah, amen. He's laid out how much money to invest in all this and who really gets the use out of it. You, the player. Yeah. And if and if people eat that up, that you've got Dwarven Forge and these well-painted miniatures, I mean, you should be reciprocated for that. Absolutely. Hey, paint miniatures, it's fun, but it's work, too. And if, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one thing. Like I said, we really can't comment on the pro professional GM over there. I've only heard good things. Yeah. I think he's a, he's probably a wonderful person, so. And I'm kind of aware of his of his pedigree now. Basically, his dad had been gaming since the 70s and then got him into it as a young youngster and, you know, so forth. And, and I so definitely on. think that's got something to do with it. The longer you've been in gaming, the longer your play and the probably the quality of your GMing. Not yeah. necessarily. Not There's necessarily. lots of people that have been playing for 20 years and still stink. Yeah. As we learned recently. <laughs> but that's the thing about it is, yeah, um, is, you know, in, you know, like we said recently, if you can play the damn game, you can run the game. There's no excuse not to, not to DM or GM. But then again, I guess with there being this reluctance for a number of people to run, that makes more opportunities for these paid people because there's more and more of a demand, but there's still that, what would you say? It's always been a problem that there's just not as many people that want to run, you know? No, Hmm. not for us. Not my personal experience. I have not been in a situation where it's like, I've got a group, but I can't find a GM. I see that so much now. Yeah. It's like, if you've got a group, one of you is the GM, pick it up. If yeah. you can get four or five people together, you're already there. Just do it. Run with it. Yeah. But, yeah, because we're moderators are in a number of Facebook gaming groups like Shreveport Gamers, East Texas Gamers, Arclex Gamers. And about every once every six months, you'll be like, I got a whole group of people in Texarkana that want to play, but nobody wants to GM. And, you know. And, and then they, you don't really want to play. Yeah. Cause I, and I mean that. But it comes down to it's one thing if they're just simply, oh, no, I have the capacity, but I just don't want to. Well, that's one thing. But for people to be like, well, I don't have the capacity. Can you, Do you understand how the rules work well enough to play the game? Uh-huh. Th- then you can run it. You know? Well, what if I'm not this booyah? Well, whoever is good at anything the first time you do it. But the more you do it, the better you'll get. You know? So and, have you ever considered using the services of a paid GM? No. I have. Huh. Because uh, at one point when I heard that they had the professional GM over at Geek World, I said I should get 
us and Gary and a couple more of the guys that we don't get to play together. One of us has always got to be the GM. Yeah, that's true. That would be a way because now that I'll say it is hard to find somebody. If you take all the GMs in our group and say, you're not going to run, you're going to get to play this time. That's hard for us to do. Nobody's running for us. Yeah. We are spoiled in that regard that at one point we had a game group that was me, Eddie, Gary, TJ, and Leela. And at that table, I don't doubt that Leela could have done it and done a great job, but she didn't have to. But everybody else in that group was a competent game master. So anyway, that was uh, that we that was kind of uh, uh, nice, you know, that we could kind of yeah. round robin and take turns. Yeah. So everybody got a chance to play. And the thing know? now with us is it's kind of like who's got the hot idea? Who's really like ah, I'm motivated yeah. to run this right now? Matt is highly motivated to run his post-apocalyptic game and mm-hmm. we're like all right let's jump on it and when he gets burned out on it or kills us all mm-hmm. then gary will be like hey i got a hot idea for some supers and mm-hmm. we'll play that for a little bit and when we get tired of that i'll come up with something really brutal and run it for them too yeah because you hit on that and I've, you've heard stories when we were kids if one day gary showed up at my house it's like listen i've got this fire in my belly i've got this great idea for a campaign I don't care what didn't, and that's what kills me nowadays. That's a whole other conversation about. I didn't ask. Well, now wait. Well, what game is it? Well, what system is it? Well, what? Ver-? I'd go. Oh shit! Gary's got the fire in his belly and a great idea, and that look in his eye. Whatever it is, I can't wait to play it. Let's hurry up, and make a character, yeah, right? The to hot it. end. Yeah, and that's like Earth Alvin showed up and said, "I had this. I watched this cool new sci-fi movie. Oh, neither one of you seen it. It gave me a cool idea. I want to run a one-off adventure. Heck yeah, man! Let's play." We didn't go. Well, now wait. And that's like nowadays when you're like, "Hey, kid, you want to play a game? Well, what system is it? Well, what version is it? Well, am I allowed to play this experimental character from this one magazine?" It's like, dude, you just want to play and have fun. Well, there's all these caveats. Can you come to my house and comb my hair and feed me soup first before we play and put my special hat on? I mean, ugh. So there is a place yeah. for paid GMing. If you don't have the time. Yeah, or the wherewithal. Which you could kind of go on that. You could go, what about people who homebrew versus people who play modules? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing better or worse about it. There's nothing. If you don't have the time, if you're kind of the hardworking guy, you work your 40, 60 hours a week. And you're like, at the end of the day, I just want to be able to go kill some stuff. I mm-hmm. don't want to have to run it. My friends don't want to. We're going to pay somebody to take. It's kind of like cutting your grass. Yeah. I don't want to cut the grass. I'm going to pay somebody else to do it. Yeah. I don't want to run the game. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah. I'll pay you for this. Well, you know, I posted a couple of those articles recently on Facebook when I found them, like reposted them. Oh, yeah. And, and that's kind of how we got this idea. They've been really hot. Yeah. So, uh, buddy, I think guy's been a buddy of yours for a long time on Facebook or otherwise. I recently met him at the last NTRPG and Facebook friended him. And he's one of the uh, he's one of the Dragoons, I believe. Uh, his Jeff Webb. Yeah, Jeff Webb. Really nice guy, it seems like. And he was talking about at one point a guy had thought – that he was going to make some money because he'd heard like people were playing D and D on the internet or mm-hmm. YouTube and making a buck. And so he had this, he thought this great idea that he was going to film these and put them out on YouTube and get rich or something. It's just what it sounded like reading between the lines and that he had tapped Jeff Webb because Jeff's probably a guy like us that's been running and playing these games for way too many years. And so you figure, Oh man, it'd be cool. How fun to get paid to do this. But this guy was such a, goofball or something he seemed like he didn't know what was going on yeah with it. he didn't it, understand it, it aggravated the crap out of jeff so much he didn't even have fun with it i mean it definitely felt like a job 
You know, like it's one thing to get paid to run a D and D game, and I have fun running D and D. I do it for free because it's fun. But to get paid, woo, that'd be great. But not if it felt like a job. Well, here's my sound bite of the week that I on all these Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. I didn't put it out there because I was just saving it to unload it right here. Mm-hmm. So here's here it comes. Here's not my opinion. There's nothing wrong with being a paid GM, but for me, in sort of my opinion here, paid GMing. Paying somebody to GM is kind of like paying for sex. That's my humble thing. You can do it, and it's good, but it kind of feels better when it's free. <laughs> <laughs> it's not <You> know? forced. <laughs> there, there's, there's more of a we're in it together sort of thing. Yeah. Something. To, yeah, there's something to that. Think about it. No, absolutely, yeah. You can pay for services, but for me... The thing with role-playing games has been let's all get together here as equals. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's my hippie communist stuff coming through again. But you're not better than me. We're all the same here. Even if I'm the GM, we're all equal. We're all doing this together. We're all telling this story together. And we really, we talked about this recently and before, is that we, in a way, we still get paid. And it's like, I don't know. I'm getting so fuzzy these days. Again, are we? Did, was this before we started recording or since? No, it's before. But we were talking about that when we were you were at NTRPG and you ran one game that was so well received by the players that Eddie, who's no one's ever accused him of being animated, he came back to the hotel room and couldn't sit still. He was so pumped up from running that game. So in a way, you got paid. You got that hit of emotionally paid. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, when the you players when the players are digging what you've put down, this is because it's something Eddie wrote. This was his whole cloth baby that they ate it up, they loved it, they cheered, they laughed, they cut up, and had a great time the whole game. Man, as a game master, yeah. Oh, we've talked about yeah, definitely. Uh, I think in the the how to be a good game master something we talked about Conrad, I think before that, you know that was. Gary, back in the day, an NPC that was so real to us that when he died in the game, the girls at the table wept and the guys beat the table and one guy had to get up and walk off and compose himself. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but that, I think that's the payment, I think, for a lot of game masters is that feedback from the players. Well, when you start bringing money into it, some people get prickly. Yeah. But the counter argument is there's always been money in it. This has always been published to make money. They didn't just give you a free copy of yeah. the you know basic set or something like that. Right. It's always been for money. And now we're guys that make money off of gaming. Mm. We run a con. Not that we're making any money. <laughs> but still, money is required. We don't no, just yeah. go show up. Oh, it's yeah. free. I mean, this hotel ain't cheap. It's a really nice hotel, and but it's going to take what we, we're getting paid. But now I... This kind of free thing that's out there, this free experience of role playing, mm-hmm. we make money off of it too. Does yeah. that make us bad people? Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> but uh, but no, but that's the kind of the thing where I, you know, the other side of it is that, like, okay, yeah, segueing into this and it's a similar thing is like a number of um, role playing game store or okay, a number of game stores are starting to embrace role-playing more or less we'll say but also is it this is a tough market for game stores um because these yeah you know, people i'm gonna go to ebay amazon wherever i can get it cheaper 
And so it's like movie theaters. They're talking about millennials earlier. I'm, I'm not digging on millennials. I'm talking about an article I read that just said the number of things that millennials are having an effect on. One thing is movie theaters. The age 18 to 25 group or whatever, they're not showing up to watch the movies at a theater anymore. So the theater's doing things like heated and cooled seats and uh, seats that recline. I went to the, re- the AMC recently and, I, yeah, I was reclined. My seat was warmed. You know, it was really wide so that no one was jamming in on me. There's ample elbow rest. I mean, so there's something to be said for that. Sounds like a good change. It, 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 exactly. So that's what I was saying. You know, these, these changes blamed on millennials. Some of them are good things, definitely. But anyway, but game stores, one thing they're trying to do to maybe make it more of an experience, they have like their private game rooms and they're charging a fee for these game rooms. Well, once again, some people are going to be upset about, well, why am I having to pay a fee to play D&D? Well, you're in this special room. Yeah. I mean, if it's got the wallpaper that looks like stone and the door looks like a dungeon door. Have you ever played a game where you felt the, the atmosphere there you're playing in kind of got you more into the gaming mood? You know, and, and if it's, say, it's $10 an hour, six uh, five players and a game master, six people or something, split $10. I mean, big deal, you know. But anyway. It's just one of those things that people get emotional about it when you bring money into it, right. when money is involved at all. Well, and I was going to say, like years ago, Tad had to start charging a table fee at the Tom's Triple Play for people doing 40K and stuff on the tables. But these guys, they wouldn't buy snacks there. They'd bring their own food and drink in. And Tad was good enough that he didn't tell them, get that out of here. So they wouldn't buy snacks to help offset costs. They wouldn't buy their product there. They, they would buy it on Amazon, paint it, and bring it up to play on his tables in the store. And then when he finally said, well, you won't buy my product, you won't buy your brushes or paints here, you won't buy snacks here, he started charging a, a moderate table fee. Oh, the outcry. You know, how dare he, you know. Well, and then guess what happened? Six months later, Tom Shippen Play was closed because you're not, you're not buying anything in the damn store. You know, I mean, you know. All right. So I think this pretty much brings it to almost a close. Let's put the button on it here. Yeah. What do you think about paid gymming? What's your final thoughts here? Well, like you kind of hit the nail on the head. I've normally got strong opinions one way or the other, but I'm not against it, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not like, yeah, it's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm, I'm kind of Switzerland on this one. You know, um, yeah. You, you know. think you could do it? Could I do it? Not saying, are you good enough? You're good enough. But do you think as a, as a, as a mat, that you are that that's something you'd like to do or do you feel like it would change the game for you um you know i don't ever feel pressure you know to perform um but maybe if i was getting paid well here's another one for you that i almost let this topic go by yeah it's kind of like pay to win Uh in video games yeah yeah if i was paying you to gm Uh say i'm giving you a hundred bucks a session and i tpk you I want my plus one sword, dude. Yeah. I want my plus two sword. I want my plus one armor. Yeah. And you're going to have to start. See, I don't like that play to win stuff in, in And in if video you TPK games. me, yeah. you're losing the customer quite possibly. Maybe. But you know what? I would try to go into it with the mindset that I'm going to run this like I run any game. And if that's not sufficient, then apparently I'm not up to being a, a paid GM or whatever. But I would run it like I run any game. And that's... The shut up mad alarm. <laughs> Alarms have no effect on me. But uh, yeah. just for me being a quote unquote paid GM, here's another one we didn't think about. Okay. We didn't get paid, but somebody got paid at NTRPG when they would sell 
passes onto the table yeah. for five bucks. Somebody can register on that table oh, in advance. I, I sold quite a few of those tickets. And I've sold ones before, too. And I'm like, holy crap, you paid for this? You paid in advance Heck, for, you, you, for little old me? You got the golden ticket this year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. That's where it's like, okay, now I... I have to do something for you. You've yeah, got money invested in this. Yeah. And I think it does kind of go, you know, if there's somebody sitting next to me that paid five bucks and I didn't, is he what are more deserving than me? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's where it can get kind of tricky. Yeah. So what's your opinion on these paying advance $5 tickets? I hate it. <laughs> I know. I have no problem with those guys doing it. They have a lot more expenses than we Their do. Their overhead is brutal. Yeah, they need it. So they that's really a great do. revenue source for them. Yeah. For us, I don't want to do it. I'm not saying we'll never do it, but I hope we never do it. Well, we don't open up our registration at 12 o'clock midnight or whatever. Yeah. Which, again, I'd love me some Mike and Doug. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know why they open it up at midnight. Well, we're doing ours at 9 a.m., so right. we'll see if that flies any better. Yeah. Because some people will be at work. Yeah, but... <laughs> All right. Well, the shut up mad alarm has gone off, which means that we've got to wrap this thing up. Wrap so it the up. Very final thoughts on the paid GMing are meh. Meh. We don't care either way. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Yep. Live your life. It's kind of like all of gaming. There's love, no wrong way to game. And I love capitalism. So by all means, if you can right. get paid, get paid. All right. Well, we're out of here. We will see you next time. See ya.